with Ryan Reese from Southern California. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. All right, we are doing this today. I have uh, Mikey from Islander in studio. Man, it's... Uh, it's been a while. First of all, when's the last time you were here? Because you were at the very beginning of the radio show. Yeah. I, I, okay, last time I was here was like five years ago. We had just got off tour with Papa Roach. That's all I remember. And all we were like really excited about WrestleMania. Wait a minute. That was when you were on the show? Yeah. That long ago? It was so long ago. I remember you guys went up to San Francisco for that, right? Yep. It was awesome. Yeah, that was that was a great. You was made me great... talk about Sting and how much I, I love know, Sting. Exactly. <laughs> I was just having flashbacks of that, and then actually a lot of you guys that came to our video premiere mm-hmm. for the Whosoever's documentary yep. that's out. Uh, you guys, um, you guys played at the very end. Yep, we played featuring Sonny Sandoval. Yep, it was fun. We. Uh... We were nervous because it was kind of like a weird setting for us because like you couldn't be like walking on heads and everything in there and like yeah from a know. movie premiere right to like a band right? yeah it was yeah. just like strange we like we like were closing a show for a movie <laughs> like yeah it was, it was strange it was awesome though people were stoked yeah. and since then a lot has been happening and uh, let's dude I want to hear all about it so what the heck's been going on so you were you were touring with Papa Roach at the time yeah we were touring with Papa Roach and Seether and. We had started a tour with a band called Nothing More right after that, and we stayed busy all the way up until literally, I guess, this past November. Like, we, we just stayed on the road, and now we signed a new record deal, and we're going to put out an album, and yeah, that's kind of where we're at. So how's tour been going? Awesome. Since, since that last time since, because, you know, a lot of people haven't been yeah. catching up, so since that popper... Roadshow, there's been a lot of things that have been happening. You've been touring. You even toured at POD for a while, right? Yeah, we yeah. we did like, dude, like we did like several tours with POD. Um, have you guys been going overseas or? We haven't done anything overseas. We've like we've done things on the seas on a tour. There's like this like thing called Ship Rocked. Oh yeah, talk about that. They like pay us to come out on like a boat and be on a cruise ship. This is before all the all the coronavirus stuff. So we'd be on a cruise ship. <laughs> Get out of the studio. <laughs> yeah. No, we, so they would put us on a cruise ship and we would just play shows on the sea with other bands and we would get to go to Mexico. I got to bring my wife to Mexico That's for dope. free. And um, yeah. That, uh, wait, how did, how did this cruise, because I've always wondered how those things work. So what, what is it? Is it a couple days? Is it a week? They do like bands? a week. It's like five or six days and okay. they have like a bunch of... Five or six days? Yeah. On the cruise, yeah, with a bunch of savages. <laughs> yeah, and we we play like we play like two sets, and the rest of the time we're just like kicking it with fans and yeah. eating steak and just having fun. So where do they where do they go? It's, so they do the Mexico tour, and then is there some like over in the Caribbean area too? They're doing next year. They're doing one in the Dominican Republic, um, and we haven't been invited yet. But I'm hoping we get invited because. My family is Dominican, and oh, yeah, I'm the only person in my family that's never been the, to the Dominican Republic, like ever. And I feel really weird about that. So I'm like, this is the opportunity. This is it. So, yeah, I'm waiting. I want that invite. So on that tour, do they do, uh, like, is it like beach parties as well? Like, do they set yeah. stages, or is everything just on the boat? Because I know when you're on those cruise boats, I've been on one in my life. It's like they have all these different rooms, right? Like the yeah. theaters and stuff. On the yeah. deck, out out back, too, by the pool. Yeah, they have, like, the deck stage. They have the atrium stage, which is, like, the lobby. And mm-hmm. then they have the theater stage. And then when they get to the 
the ports, they have a stage set up sometimes at the beaches and stuff. Right. I know POD got to play on the beach. Right. Um, which I bet that was cool because the whole like reggae thing or whatever. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah that, so we, we did stuff like that. We toured with Corn like three times since then. Um, they took us out. You got with, any highlight stories of that stuff? Just head acting goofy. Tell me picking some on us. Um, <laughs> oh, man, let me think. There's so many in my head. Um, oh, my gosh, stories of Think. Think corn. of something, of crazy head doing something. Um, it was Halloween, and he wore like all this, all these like women's clothes. That was weird. Like he, on Halloween, he likes to do that, huh? He does. It's like <laughs> he looks forward to Halloween. He's like, finally, I can, I can dress up I like can, a girl. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> I have a few friends that like to do that every Halloween. They dress up. Goes dress He's like, up. What are you? Girls. What are you trying what? to tell us, bro? <laughs> Is there something there we need to talk yeah. about? <laughs> because every Halloween since you were young, you've been doing this, and but it's just only for Halloween. They're like, no, it's just Halloween. <laughs> and then you know, then you got these girls too that you know on Halloween they always dress like you know. Super, super nasty. I'm like, what's going on there? Every Halloween, it's like the Halloween's like the cue for people just to dress nasty. I know. I've noticed that. Are they trying to tell us something? I'm sure they're trying to tell us something. Um, We shouldn't listen, but. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so we we did tours with them. Uh, Baby Metal, that band from Japan. They're they're awesome. Um, Stone Sour, uh, rapper named Yellow Wolf. That was actually at the forum. Yeah, we, we came the to the forum, forum with yep, that. I was there for that. Yeah, one. that was awesome because a lot of people like just look forward to playing the forum their whole life, mm-hmm. and we got to play the forum, so like we can scratch that off the bucket that is list. That's so sick. And yeah. we ate Randy's donuts afterwards. That's so. amazing. Yeah. So from there, then uh, you've been touring. You've been you've had a couple albums come out since then. Yeah, we did two record. Well, we did a record since that tour. So we've had two full length albums, and then we recorded an album in like. I think it was the fall of 2018. And here's what's funny. Okay, we got off our old record deal. And we were like, let's just do the independent thing. So we went and recorded a record by ourselves, no record label involved or anything. Mm -hmm. And then right when we were about to put it out independently, a label came along called Outer Loop, and they bought the record from us. And they were like, cool, we want to put it out like – a distribution deal almost like we won't make you sign for any more records we'll just do this one album Sick. we were like cool that sounds good so then right when we were gearing up a marketing plan to put it out with them another label came along um they were called 117 at the time they changed their name to better noise they came along and they were like you know what we heard the record and we want to buy it off of that label so they bought it off of that label how does that how does that even work i have no idea ryan that's crazy okay <laughs> all right so now here you guys are and this so, yeah, the, so they purchased it, and they were like, okay, so now we're going to put the album out, but we want you to go record some more songs. So we've been just kind of writing songs and uh, just coming up with some stuff that we can add to that record. So we've been waiting to put that album out for a minute. So that's where you guys are at right now? Yeah, that's where we're so at. So you're working on an album currently? We are working on an album. Well, where are you guys at? You guys in, Where are you guys producing it? Um, right now we, uh, we're going to be working with John Feldman. That's, mm-hmm. but we've, we've worked with so many producers. Am I allowed to talk about this? Okay. I can. Cool. Okay, Sorry. Yeah. I wanted to make sure. So yeah, we're going to be, um, we're going to be, uh, working with John Feldman on the record and we're super stoked. He's done a lot of albums we love. And I grew up hearing him on Tony Hawk pro skater, which I'm sure a lot of people did. Cause mm-hmm. he had that song with Goldfinger, Superman. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, I was a little middle schooler and that's how I discovered Goldfinger. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, I'm stoked to, um, 
get in the studio and finish the record. We need to put music out. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're right now, are you guys in the middle of a tour or are you guys just producing? No, we're just, we have some stuff coming up. We have a some shows. A couple flying dates. Yeah, something. we have some stuff booked with Papa Roach and we have some festival stuff. Um, but other than that, we're just finishing up the record. I just talked to, speaking of Papa Roach, I just talked to, I was texting Jacoby and he's like, I'm in Romania with vampires. Did he text you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh yeah. my god! So I guess he's in Romania right now. Yeah, I saw. I've always following him on Instagram, looking at everything uh-huh. that, he's, that he's doing. He's a funny guy. Yeah. So let's um, let's hear. First of all, I want to plug uh, Islander. Go check out Islander on um, Instagram. Yeah. You guys are on all the other social media. Any, anything social media. Check out their music. It's yeah. amazing. You can go to YouTube. You can find more about them. And you know what? Honestly, I think you guys have the sickest merch. Thank you. It's. Uh, I've always been a fan of the the merch. It's the. It's been the best stuff I've seen. Yeah, I've got so far. What you got? What is this? Are you you plugging it right now? All right. This is one of my favorites. This is. I have that one too. Scorpion hoodie right here. Yep. With the magical Islander on the. Get there. Chest piece. Get to the uh, get to the website and check it out. (laughs) So let's let's talk about some tour stories. Tour stories. Okay, I've got one. Okay, I want to hear a lot because we have a lot of time to. So you were talking about Mexico beforehand, and. one time we were on tour with nothing more, and we end up in El Paso right next to, I, I can't ever pronounce it, but Juarez or whatever it's called, the, the city in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And we, it was me and my cousin Jonathan, you know Jonathan, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he was out doing photography for us. And we were doing like this alt press takeover on their Instagram of, you know, Alternative Press Magazine. Right. And, we were like, man, we got to do something cool. We got we to gotta show everybody we're having fun out here. So here's Mexico right here. Why don't we go? So we go to the border, just me and Jonathan. We just walk over there because it was right there next to the venue. And we're like, do we need passports to get in? And they were like, no. Wait, who said that? Americans or Mexicans? Mexicans. <laughs> Hold on. Every time I tell the story, it just starts. I'm like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> like, every single no, time. No, come. come. So, yeah, so we, we walk in. Bro, you're like you're like Latino, Hispanic. I know, you're I know. Crazy. I'm, I'm Dominican though, but it was so what. <laughs> so we walk in, and Jonathan looks at me because he starts noticing that. Oh, know, he looks like he belongs in Mexico too. <laughs> he's <laughs> he has like darker skin. He's full Dominican, yeah, but he's, he has like darker skin. Yeah, he blends right in. I'm half Dominican. He's full Dominican. Oh, yeah. So he looks at me. And because he can speak Spanish, I can't speak Spanish. I can just eat Spanish. That's what I always tell people. I'm always eating all of our Dominican food. But anyways, uh-huh. so he looks at me and goes, "Bro, don't you don't need to speak over here." He's like, "Let me talk." Because he was like, "If they hear your South Carolina accent, he's like, they're gonna kill us." <laughs> so he's speaking Spanish to everybody everywhere we go, and I'm acting like I know what's going on. And we go and we get some Mexican food at some little hole in the wall, like literally like this little hole in the wall. It was just like dirt floor or whatever. Yeah, and. We're like, okay, we need to go back to America now because i got to start getting ready for the show. So we get back to the, the border, and there's this lady sitting there. It was this white lady, and she's like, you need, you need a passport. You can't come back into America without a passport. Duh. I mean, obviously. But for some reason, in our head, we were like, well, we were just told. And she's like, I don't know who told you that. Wait, wait how long ago was this? It was 2015. Got it. And... She says, you need a passport to get back into America, which It's the customs lady. Yeah, it's the customs lady. And she my, – my, okay, my cousin, he was in the military. He was a Marine and everything. And he looks at her and goes, 
I'm part of the, he goes, I'm part of the military. And she goes, sir, you, you need a passport. And he goes, you don't understand. I remember he, that's exactly what he said. He said, you don't understand. She goes, I do understand. And I was just like, we're going to die here if I don't open my mouth and let her know how South Carolina I am. So oh I just, I lay it on thick. I go, seriously, I go, I'm I want to hear the accent. I want to hear it. I'm like, I'm not from here. I'm from South Carolina. <laughs> I said, I said, my band is playing down the street at this venue in El Paso. I said, we walked over here not realizing what we were getting ourselves into. I, Brian, I kid you not. She looks at me and she goes, next time y'all come in here, y'all need a passport. No. All the accent saved your life. She let us go back to America without a passport, which is, is so crazy. That like, is crazy. But yeah, like I was showing her my license and everything. I'm like, I'm so, not from here. Because <laughs> well, I remember being able to go to Tijuana right here okay, and crossing the border with, with an ID. And we never took passports because, I mean, you know, people just go to their well, Maybe that's what I, that dude thought. Maybe he was just like, oh, you're Well, good. normally, I mean, that, that was like that. I don't know. I mean, obviously, they, think, they changed the law now with Tijuana. It's like a barricade down there, but... But now, uh, but we used to be able to just go over there with, with our yeah. ID. But dude, like, but, but, dude that, but I thought I was going to be stuck. Dude, that's crazy. What if you were stuck? I don't know. My brother, you though. You the embassy it's funny and the whole thing. My brother was, you know, he's always out with us and he's in the band now. But at the time he was just doing merch and now he's in our band. But he, he, we get back over to the venue and he's like, where were you guys? We're like, we were in Mexico. And <laughs> he never lets us live. And he's like, you guys are stupid. Yeah. And I'm like, you just wanted to go. <laughs> like, you just wish you were part of it. I, it's, it's, yeah, going, you know, it's going over the border and those, uh, just right over the border. Yeah. Mexico, I, I get too sketched out. I love yeah. going to Mexico. I go to Mexico a lot to, you know, do who's stuff. I love Mexico. Yeah. No, it's the best. You got the best food and it changes all, the more south you go. Yeah. It just gets epic. But, um, but right on the border, it's always it's always uh, sketchy stuff because, you know, like I was telling you earlier when you came in about you know the Mexico stories. Yeah. But what's going on is, uh, you know, Mexico they're actually trying to build a wall at the bottom of Mexico because all the people that are getting stuck at the borders are coming from El Salvador and all those Central American uh, wow. countries. It's not it's not technically there are Mexicans that are trying to come over the border because they have family here and stuff, but. Um, it's not. It's like Honduras and Guatemala and all those. They're coming through Mexico, and they're getting stuck at the border, and that's why the border is so dangerous. Yeah. Like right now, one of the most dangerous places right now is Tijuana, two hours from here, down wow. south, because everyone's stuck there. There's not enough food, or you know, it's it's a it's it's chaos down there. Wow. So and then you guys go, don't go there now. Yeah. Dude, you get stuck there with everyone else. Yeah. And, uh, I would never do that again. The way that we no, did I know, it. Of course, but. of course. It's it's a. So what do you think about the whole uh, what do you think about the whole uh, coronavirus and everything going on? Dude, has, has it oh okay, first of all, tell me what do you think about everything? Okay, so I flew in the other day to Arizona. Yeah. Um, and me and my manager drove out to Cali, but when I flew in, I had a layover in Denver and the airport everybody has on a mask and like some people have on like doctor's gloves. Wait a minute. I haven't been in the airport yet. So when you're in there, everyone has masks? Almost everybody. I didn't have a mask on. I felt really – I was like, I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> but, but everybody was wearing like, Well, if masks. everyone else has masks. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody yeah. was like wearing doctor's gloves and stuff. No way. And every single time somebody would like just go – Everybody's like – No. Like seriously, they look like they want to like go and jump them because – and here's what's crazy. When this I was, is the best. I got on an airplane in Indianapolis and – was we're, we were going to Denver, and this lady, 
she had like a she was blowing her nose and she was she had a really raspy voice and everybody around her said what's going on and she was explaining people were asking asking her her, and she was explaining to people she's like i just had a cold last week i'm just getting over a cold i swear it was just a cold and it's like it's like she was afraid that they were going to pick her up or something and be like, get off the plane. Get off the- oh, oh, it was like, on the plane when she was doing it. Yeah, she was on the plane. Like we were about to take are, are off. Are the planes crowded still? Or are they kind of – I mean, yeah. I mean it's just – yeah, it's, 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 it's a still, plane. <laughs> no, no. But what I'm saying is there still the same amount of people traveling? Oh, yeah. My planes were packed. They're packed. So I, I don't know about – I mean I'm sure that travel's down, but the, the plane – the flights I was yeah. on were packed. And, um, no way. She was explaining to people – she was like, I just had a cold last week. I'm sorry. Like, I, I swear. She's like, I don't have the coronavirus. She's trying to giggle about it. Everybody's like real serious with it. <laughs> and then this other, this other girl got on the plane, and she opens up the little ha- like sanitizing wipes and starts handing them out to people around her. No. And she's like, could you just wipe down your area, please? And I'm just like, this is crazy. No way. So I don't – I mean, this is I know that there's – I know there's – something to be alarmed and serious yeah, about yeah. but i also feel kind of like what are we going to do at this point like it's here in like <laughs> i don't know like we're so, all gonna get so it do you know the 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 senator or the congressman the guy with the eye patch he's like an ex-military guy he's like a, a republican eye patch don't it sound it, like you're describing a pirate <laughs> he, he is a pirate i think he's got his eye shot out or something in war wow. he's like a, he's like a you know, veteran, but he's, wow. he's he's one of our congressmen. Anyway, he came out with a video recently and says, "Hey, some things that know about the the Congress. I mean, the, some things that know about the coronavirus." He's all the the common question is, "Do masks prevent you from catching the virus?" No. Yeah, they they don't stop it because They're you for could, the sick you get you could catch it through your eyes. Yeah. Um, and and through through the hands of touching, and there's there's no there's actually no uh, reported cases of any kids uh, with it. Oh, really? So it's only affecting older. It's okay. a, the majority saw, is older people. I saw that. How um, old are you? I, I'm 34. Oh, you can get it. I read. No, <laughs> I don't. I'm sure I can. I read that um, it can pass between animals, like dogs and pets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, so really? I've seen pictures of people that have their dogs like wrapped up, almost looking like bubble wrap, walking around. No way. Like. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So. Well, I think, you know, you just got to, you know. Just it, it, here's the thing. Like people are like sharing like hand washing memes and stuff, teaching people how to wash their hands. Yep. And everybody's talking about washing your hands. And it's like, why is this a new thing? Like <laughs> I've been washing my hands since I was a little kid. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And I've seen like people will go in like a bathroom, though, and they don't know how to wash their hands. They really don't. Yeah. They put the soap on their hand. And then they just put their hand under the water and like rub the soap off real quick. They just go, Psh, and then they're like done. Well, and it's believe like, it or not, as you travel, I've seen many people that don't wash their oh, hands. Oh, I've seen. When it. you go to different yeah. countries, I don't think. No, here in America. Well, here don't too, wash their but hands. when you go to other countries too, I've seen. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. The uh, I think they're more cautious about yeah. hygiene here. But you know, it, that's just leading us into this. Uh, you know. Uh, it's a crazy time that we're living in. Yeah, in the world, it is. You know, I know this first half of this this radio show, we've been just kind of talking about fun, cool stuff. The second half, I want to get a little bit more, uh, mm-hmm. just deeper, kind of talking about what's been going on in your personal life and how God's been uh, doing stuff. Yeah. But uh, leading up to this uh, point is, you know, when you look at uh, culture and everything uh, that's going on, like when you, I was talking to my friend Paul the other day, and 
you know, because right now, I don't know if you've seen like the memes and everything that's going on with Costco, like all the toilet paper's gone. Oh, I've seen it. All yeah. the water's gone. And the last time something like this happened was in, you know, when, when they thought that, you know, Y2K was when, yeah. when we hit 2000, that all the computers were going to crash. Yeah, I remember and all that. <laughs> it, it's kind of the same thing now, but the only difference is there's this, this, this virus that's circulating and, and it was created and who put it out on the streets and what's the purpose and mm-hmm. you know i don't want to jump into conspiracies and all that but right, right. but the bottom line is this thing was released into the world mm-hmm. and uh there's a there is a panic and and there is a scare and and people are honestly scared and they they feel like they have no hope and they don't know what's going to go on yeah you know and what's cool about us is, as as believers in christ is that we know that uh, God is the, the he calls the shots and he's in the details right. and we don't have to we don't have to be in fear you know no. fear is something that's that's from the enemy he wants to he wants to get us in fear he wants us to be enslaved uh, to, to 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 drugs and alcohol and and to uh, uh, addiction and to um, uh, um, um, suicide and, yeah. and depression and bitterness and anger and yeah. he wants to lock us up and all this stuff so we're scared running around and yeah you know we got to take caution caution yeah in, in, in life there's, like and there's a million other viruses we can get like it's like everybody forgot yeah. the other ones exist and yeah it's like yeah it's like guys like we've always been able to get sick like, well you know how many people actually die of flu yeah uh, when the season come out every year it's just because it's so common yeah you know it's it's not a epidemic or anything but it's it's a new thing so people are are worried and yeah, of uh, course. there's a lot we don't know about it but at the same time it's yeah. like I don't know when I get in a plane or a car or or anything if I'm gonna if it's gonna make it I'm, I might die that day yeah. from that and there's people dying in car accidents like this mm-hmm. every single second mm-hmm. I mean I think we're putting too much emphasis on I've been joking with my friends about the coronavirus yeah. like because right now it's 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 the thing, you know it's what I mean. A, yeah. It's the thing. It's the well, new, social media and everything too. It's and, blowing and, it up, and then news channels, all the media. You could you could get some excitement going on here. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So but, be um, cautious, but for like that's what I believe. I believe be cautious, but yeah. also there's only so much you can do. You just need to know where you're going when you die, so that you don't have to worry about every little thing that comes along. So. Exactly. And what and, and what would yeah. you say to the to the listeners um, if they don't know where they're going to die? What what happens? Because I know the Bible says that life's like a vapor of smoke. It's here today, gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's like if you you know take a big hookah hit, right, and you push it out. It's like this big smoke cloud, and then all of a sudden, within minutes or seconds, it just kind of mm-hmm. fades away. Or it also refers to as life's like a flower. You know, it, it blooms mm-hmm. and then it just it dies and disintegrates. Like a candle and... in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's C.S. Lewis said that anything that's not eternal is eternally useless. Mm-hmm. And that's what I believe. I believe that if it's not going to matter in eternity, it doesn't matter now. So we just need to focus on, you know, the the eternal. And yeah. the Bible says it's better to spend your time at funerals rather than parties mm-hmm. because that's where you're all going to end up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if the coronavirus can help somebody come to Jesus, mm-hmm. thank you, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, And that's know. the thing is the hope is like what I love about the eternal life where Jesus says, is, you know, God so loved the world that he gave his son, Jesus, to mm-hmm. die on the cross for the sins of the world. And whoever would believe by faith, just believing mm-hmm. in his son, that he died on the cross and he lives, would have eternal life. And us as believers, um, you get a whole new perspective on life because you're not worried about death anymore. No. Uh, you, you become free 
because God starts transforming your life. He's not religious, but he transforms your life. And then you start living this life where you have hope in Christ. And he gives you this whole new mindset and this whole new heart. And uh, get, the creativity starts flowing more. Mm-hmm. And opportunity starts opening up. And everything just shifts where you're still where – you're, where you're supposed to be doing your job and all yeah. this stuff. But it's like the green, the, you see the green grass. The grass is greener. And you hear birds Dude, chirping. I and, remember when I, after I accepted Jesus – the very next day, mm-hmm. I was hanging out with my friend, and I remember when I got in their car, mm-hmm. it was the first time I'd ever gotten a car and thought, I'm not even worried if we die yeah. because I know where I'm going. Yeah. And it was the first time. Some people were like, I don't get like, because I remember I walked outside too, and I, I could enjoy looking at trees, I could enjoy the air, everything, because I, I finally had peace. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. I finally had it, mm-hmm. and I had never felt that before. So it was literally like I was telling my friend the other day. The best way I can describe what it what it was like coming to Jesus was: imagine if you're, I don't know why you would never know what a shower was or whatever or a bath, but mm-hmm. imagine if you'd never heard of it, and from birth you had been covered in poop your whole life, mm-hmm. and. You're just covered in poop, and finally one day somebody goes, here's some soap and water, and they wash it off of you, and you're no longer covered in poop. Mm-hmm. If you didn't that's know... That's a great feeling. Yeah, it's like it's, <laughs> it's just amazing. It's yeah. like you, you wouldn't be able to describe it, and that's what it felt like for me. I was covered in poo-poo, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, soap and water that I'd heard about my whole life but finally let it in mm-hmm. came into my life mm-hmm. and washed all the poop off mm-hmm. and... I'm sorry if that's a weird analogy, but that's what it felt no, like. No, <laughs> visuals are good. We're on the radio, and yeah. it, it is true. Is God comes in, and and you'll never know that until you yeah, actually until it. you encounter Him. You know, yeah. And then that's what happens: is uh, mm-hmm. your life transforms, and um, that's when it gets exciting. And I look back at time. We have a few minutes left before the break, but uh, I look back at my life. And, um, you know, I talk to people all the time and I'm just like, it's so crazy when I look back at those years of me when I used to manage a skate team and, and, and work in the music industry and all those, you know, that whole environment, you know, I don't have anything to show, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I had a, yeah, I had a good time. We'll just say that, you know, we had a, right. a lot of parties popping off, but then I look back and I'm like, but there was nothing that I did that I could really look back and say, like, I, you know, I could say, oh yeah, I've done some music festivals and different things, but I'm like, there was no like depth to right. anything like there was no meaning there was i wasn't even able to like speak life into people that were going through hard times or there was no that had no depth to me it was it was very like a shallow yeah my, my relationships were all very very shallow and now you know like where a lot of those people that i've hung out with before right. you know it's like once a party stops like they just exit you know you have your true some of your true friends that i have I'm friends with a lot of my friends I grew up with in high school still. Yeah. You know, they're still, I have like a grip of them, you know, like 20 or more of them. The ones that haven't died or committed suicide, they're, uh, they're still my homies, you know, but, uh, things change, Mm -hmm. you know, and now how our lives are. And that's what I want to talk to you about on the, on the second break is, um, now how our lives are now. It's like, there's meaning and purpose and we're still, we're still in it. Like you're still, you're in a band, you're traveling, you're, you're doing what, why you were placed on this planet Earth? You're writing Absolutely. sick lyrics, and and the way you deliver the message, I love it because it's not all, you know, corny. You know, because yeah. you know you got to remember there's there's corny Christians, and then there's Christians like us, you know, that are I was, so not corny, just normal. <laughs> yeah, just normal, normal. <laughs> normal. You know, 
I don't think Jesus was corny. Well, actually, when I read the scriptures, he was no, pretty anti-corny. He, yeah. he was actually controversial. Yeah, uh, was, <laughs> he was driving the religious leaders crazy. They, I can they tell you murdered that. him. <laughs> <laughs> the religious yeah. leaders yeah. crucified him. I think he think he he shook up the uh, the place a lot. But um, yeah, no, it's that's what God has for us though. Is He wants to um, encounter you, and then He wants to launch you into the whole the whole reason why you were created. Mm-hmm. You know. Like before you were even created, like God had a plan for you. Yeah. When you were to, 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 before you existed. And then when you're here on planet Earth, the whole goal is to walk it out. Yeah. And that's when it, you have that peace and that purpose. The Bible in your says, life. I, must, I must decrease, he must increase. Mm-hmm. I believe that I'm supposed to implode on myself so much that I become who I actually am in him by letting him live through me. So die to yourself. That's, that's what I'm always telling my and friends. That's I'm it. Like, yes. Well, before we go to break, I want to plug. Go to our uh, go to the app store. Download the Whosoever's app with the S. It's free. It has all of our past radio shows from the last I don't know years. I don't know if it was five years. I think it was like four years. It was We've, five. Really? I, I counted well, it. Whatever. Go check out the app on YouTube. We have uh, also past shows uh, with the Whosoever's movement. We tour the world and we talk about purpose and destiny and let people know that God loves them and he has a plan for their life. We tour from Australia to Colombia. We're going to Chile next month, all over the United States, all over Central America, all over South America, and we're trying to get into Europe right now. We just got a call about Uganda. Really? Yo, I'm like, I don't know, man. That's cr- I've been to South Africa, but Uganda, that's crazy. I've seen some movies about all that stuff over there. Wow. So we're seeing what's Oh, and India, too. Opened up. Uh, one of my one of our friends from the Hoosers went and just spoke in India. Dude, so yeah, awesome. contact us, email us. We'll be there. Hit us up. We'll talk to you after uh, the break. Peace. More live with Ryan Race coming up. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now. 1-888-564-6173 or post your questions using the hashtag live Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop-de-doo. Now, back to live with Ryan Reese. Don't say we didn't warn you. Loud noises! All right, we're back with Mikey, the lead singer and throat of the band Islander. Hey, let people know where they can find your music and your tour dates and all that good stuff. You can find us on Instagram at Islander and um, any other social media, um, Spotify, Apple Music, like any anything that is on your phone, we're on. So just find me. Find go, us. go to iTunes and download all their albums. How many yeah. albums do you have out now? We have two full links and an EP, but we're bringing out a brand new record so that's the one i want people to really focus on yeah well it's, it's coming <laughs> it's coming so if there's one video or one song you want them to listen to to, to get the party started with you guys mm. where would they go what, what song coconut dracula was like our big like that's a good one that's a party billboard that's a party hit jam. smash but i, I smash. would say uh, <laughs> the big smash hit no nah, but um i like the sushi song yeah i want sushi is one of my favorites <laughs> it's a fun one T- um, tell us about that sushi song how there's, there's just some deep lyrics. <laughs> no, they, you know what? It's funny. I always tell people they actually are because the whole song's about that punk rock mentality in yeah. life. And, like, it's basically saying, you know, I want sushi. is something I can't really afford on the road. Yeah. And it's saying I'm not waiting for a blue check next to my name on Instagram or whatever. That's the lyrics. And it says rock and roll don't pay like it used to. And it's mm-hmm. like that starving artist struggle. Yep. It's just a song basically saying, hey, we do this because we love it. We're yeah. not making any money. Yeah. So... 
No, that's a that's a great. I know when I heard that song, I was like, "This is this is it. This this is totally relatable." Yeah. To on many levels to people. Yeah. You know, trying to trying to get it. Like going. I'm literally always like throwing my hats and shoes in the washer and like I'll wash them and then I'll dry them and I'm always like my shoe looks kind of bent up or whatever because I dry them mm-hmm. and I'm just like dude like this is where I'm at I'm just gonna write a song about it and so it's amazing yeah so with the last half of the story I want you to pull from your past where you where were you at the place before you encountered God and then walk me through that you encountering God and then just what he started doing in your personal life how that transformation happened, and then that led to you playing in a band. All right. Um, I was always playing in bands, even before I was a Christian or anything. Mm-hmm. I was um, just in love with music and into the whole, you know, the hardcore scene, the punk rock scene in my town in Greenville, mm-hmm. South Carolina. And um, there was some point I had I had a few friends that were Christians, and I grew up in the South where everybody thinks they're Christian just because it's the Bible Belt. Everybody goes to church, and mm. it's, everybody has all the answers. We all know about, you know, Noah's Ark, and mm. we we know all those stories. So sometimes that's it's such dangerous. A, that's such a that's so crazy for someone from like me from California right. my whole life. It's such a different mentality, yeah, to even see that environment. It's a trip, yeah. And it, it, see, the thing is, it's dangerous when people get in that mindset yeah. because when you grow up with it around you, it's like you just look at christianity as part of your i don't know it's, it's part of your culture and you don't even know it it's like i'm born in america i'm a christian yeah, or, yeah. you know it's, it's that kind of thing where like people think like oh i'm just christian i believe in god yeah and i never had a relationship with him yeah and you know our parents took us to sunday school and all that stuff growing up and so were they were they believers like like the real deal or were they just yeah, no, Clocking my, my family, like a, my family's real deal. Okay, like they, so they you, you just kind of didn't have I, that deal. I, I just didn't have a relationship. Yeah. I, like, again, like I knew the answers. I'm like, cool, I can tell you about Jonah. I can tell you about Noah. Yeah. But I don't know Jesus. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, yeah. And um, I guess I was about 18 or 19. I think I was 19. And I started having some questions, basically. I started going to this church just because the people there were – they were the first church that I'd ever gone to that they were actually being the church. It wasn't like I was going to a football team and they didn't look at their church like a football team. They were saying people don't want to come to church, so we have to take church to them. So we're going to go out in the communities. The and great we're gonna, commission. Yeah, we're going to love people. Sick. And so I'm seeing all this and I'm like, dude, like I don't have whatever these people have. Like They had peace. I was yeah. always worrying. I was always angry. I was always... You know, just whatever. I was caught up in whatever I wanted to do. I felt like I could just look at porn and then ask God for forgiveness or whatever because I grew up in the South and I thought like you could use Jesus as a credit card and He's not a credit card. Or like a genie, genie yeah. in a box. You just kind of ask Him for yeah, stuff. You just like whenever you're going through something, you're like, God. <laughs> it's like He wants to talk to us when we're not God, going through. God, the crazy I'm in jail. Get me out. Yeah. Okay, I'll talk to you next time I go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> so. I had started having some questions about stuff like that, but I remember one day I was saying something about, you know, you can ask for forgiveness. And my mom, actually, she just, she was sitting on the couch. I remember she said, you know, if you really know Jesus, you're, you're not going to continue living in sin because you're going to be convicted of your sins and you're going to, he's going to change you from the inside out. 
And I was like, well, you can just, he'll always forgive you. And she's like, yes, but you're, you're going to be convicted. And I started realizing. And what's conviction for, con- for con- listeners? Okay, conviction is when. Is it bad? Well, it's good. Conviction is yeah. a good thing, but it's when you do bad things. You feel yeah. it. It's kind of like. But the, what, what is it? The best What's it way for? Can, the pro- why, why do you get that? I'm just for people that are listening. It's, it's for God working on us. Basically, um, it's him calling us and, and letting us know because he wrote eternity in our hearts. Mm-hmm. So when we do things that go against God's will, it's written in our hearts so that we, we already know there's something not completely right about it. Even if we're, like there's people that are caught up in their sin, I feel like that, I know for me, I can only speak from my, my own experience, but I know for me, I started feeling this pull and this tug mm-hmm. of, this isn't right. Like, mm-hmm. this, this is just not right. And I was, I was convicted. So like, sin in the Bible, you know what it means? It just means missing the mark. It's yeah. like if you have a bull, if you have like a yeah. bullseye and you're shooting arrows and you keep missing the bullseye. Yeah, you're missing the mark, and what the sin is in our life is Jesus is just saying because sin sounds like a, um, you know, sin. Yeah. What sin is is it's those things in our life that are destroying us. Yeah, and we're like, why do I keep doing this? Why am I struggling with this? It's because we're opening ourselves to these certain things. Yeah, we're missing the mark. We're trying to do we're trying to do right, but we keep missing the mark, and that's why the Holy Spirit goes, hey. Yeah. You're missing the mark, and I'm convicting you because I'm drawing you to myself to show you what's right. Yeah. And I didn't realize at the yeah. time that Jesus was on a mission to come get me. Like yeah. the Bible says he's the good shepherd, and I was a sheep, and I was lost. Yeah. And he he came, and he was coming out there to get me, and I'm running. I'm over here like, here he comes. Yeah. And I don't know it, but um, at the time, I was reading all these dream interpretation books and i was always trying to like interpret people's dream from this weird book that i had mm-hmm. i got it from barnes and noble mm-hmm. and i would look and i would be like this means this and da, 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 da. And my mom obviously she was just like this is ridiculous and, and she was explaining to me in the bible if somebody interpreted dreams how you know it was it, god was going to reveal that to them yeah. and I, she was like you don't need the, this book and I, it was yeah we can get into all that later but yeah, i'm saying that's no, good so I would ask people all the time, like, what was your dream? So you were kind yes. of experimenting with, like, New Age stuff. Yeah. Or occult, occult, and I, yeah, occult, occult stuff. stuff. And yeah, occult stuff. I didn't even know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just thought, like, all right, just dreams. 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 Yeah. And so I would ask people all the time. So one day my mom, um, this is after a few months of, like, I just started feeling weird, like, at church or whatever. So I quit going to church. And then all of a sudden – um, the pastor and his wife sent me this leopard print fuzzy card in the mail because I loved leopard print so much. Mm-hmm. And it was this fuzzy card, and I opened it, and it just said, we miss you, and if you ever need us, we're a phone call away. And I'm like, ah, they're bothering me. Like, everybody's bothering me. And I was running from it, you know, because mm-hmm. I was started feeling like this conviction that I had never felt before. God was coming after me. Yeah. And I asked my mom one day, this, I'll just say that to add to what was all building up at the time. Yeah. And um, I asked my mom, I was like, so what did, what did you dream last night? And she was like, okay, I'll tell you what I dreamed. She said, we were at our grandparents' house, and she said there was this tree in the ground. I was like, oh, okay, trees represent life. And she's like, okay, anyways. Yeah. She said there was a sinkhole. She said you pulled the tree out of the sinkhole. And she said, this, this sinkhole came and rose up over you. And she said, it covered your whole body and you went into the earth. 
And I was like, I don't want to talk about this anymore because I I didn't I didn't know what that meant, but I didn't like the sound of it. Uh-huh. And I feel like God was actually speaking to me through a dream this time. Wow! And it was funny because I pulled a tree out of the ground that represented life, life. but then but then I went in the ground, mm-hmm. and it w- it was just weird. It struck me, and I feel like God knew that I was trying to look at people's dreams. So He was like, "Okay, like you're you're." You're going to go to hell if you don't know me. You're going to be separated from eternal love if uh-huh. you don't accept me. And my mom had already given me this tract. Um, it was a Billy Graham tract, and I remember it gave the plan of salvation. Uh-huh. And I, I used to hate tracts all the time. I used to be like, oh, they're not personal. And it's like, no, like, well, if you have a relationship with somebody already, all it is is a pamphlet that explains yeah. things in a, yeah. in a way. So my mom, who I had a great relationship with and still do, um, she had given me this just so that I could sit in my room and really focus and read what it was all about. And I was laying on my bed, and it was that night. I was laying on my bed after after the whole dream thing, and I opened that little pamphlet, and I was reading it. And it, it showed these pictures of, a, like, a chasm. And, like, there was, like, a an area where I couldn't get across, and God was on one side, and then it was like me on the other. Mm-hmm. And it says you and then God. You know, it's like little mm-hmm. cartoon pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it shows the cross and how Jesus made a bridge to having a relationship with God. And it, I'm just going through this little pamphlet, and it's talking about why we need Jesus. And I don't know why. I'd heard it my whole life, but this is the first time it was just really connecting to me yeah. that I didn't know him. And I had been struggling all these months with wondering why I was feeling the way I was feeling, why I started feeling like porn was bad, why I started feeling like I wasn't supposed I was meant for something different. I wasn't built. It's like I was a piece of a machine that I had never seen the machine before, so I didn't know what I was built for. It was mm-hmm. it was weird. And I literally felt like hell was one breath away. It was like through the wall. Mm-hmm. I was like I've driven my car my whole life and it stopped working. It stopped working constantly. And yet something in my body has never quit working to where I've, I've broken down. It's just always, you know, my heart's beating. And I was like, if it breaks down, like my car does, I'm going to die and go to hell. And I don't have a relationship. I don't have this peace that my mom has and that these people at the church have. So before I could even think what to do, I, I just stood up and walked to my mom's room at one o'clock in the morning and flipped the light on. I was like, hey, are you awake? Are you awake? And she wasn't awake. And she's like, what is it, son? And I'm standing at the door shaking. and I'm holding that, that, little, pamphlet. that little pamphlet. And she says, do you need to be sure of something? And I could barely talk. And I said, I need to pray. And she goes, do you, so you need to be sure that you know Jesus? I said, I don't know Jesus. And she woke up so fast. And Dude, she, that's she, amazing. Yeah, she yeah. grabbed her Bible, and she, she took me through the plan of salvation and so that I knew what I was getting myself into. And she said, would you like to pray and ask Jesus to come in your heart? And I said, yeah. And she said, you want to repeat after me? I said, no. I said, I want to talk to him. And I prayed my first real prayer. No, and I, I was I, just, I told him, I said, I messed up. Yeah. I said, I, I know you've been been talking to me and I said here I am I'm listening and please forgive me I said because I I have a lot of sins this is exactly what I said I remember I said there's a lot of sins I said there's a lot of sins people don't know about yeah and I said I need you to forgive me I said please come come and change me thank you for what your son Jesus did what this pamphlet was talking about yeah and I asked Jesus to change my life and I remember when I went back to my room 
I felt like I had never been in my room before. Even though I, I knew it was my room. Like I knew, yeah. you know what I mean? No, but no. Yeah. I felt like I had never been alive before until that moment. Isn't went, that nuts? It's almost like, like an illustration is when you, um, you're, it's like you, if we were in this room right now and, you're, and this was your life, but there, there, there was no light. Yeah. And you're just kind of walking through life. You don't really know where to go, kind of bumping in stuff. Oh, what's this? Oh, you know, I'm supposed to be here. Or am I supposed to be there looking for the door? But then once you give your life to Jesus Christ, like you turn the light on. Yeah. Boom. And, and you don't sudden, know it was dark until the light You don't light know it was on. dark. And you're like, dude, now I could actually see. Yeah. I know where everything's at. Yeah, everything looks different. And like the light comes on. Yeah. But you'll never know that until that moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, dude, I actually told a friend that the other day. I was like, you don't, you don't know that. The lights are off until somebody turns one on, and you go, whoa, so this is what it's like to see? Mm-hmm. I thought I could. I thought life was just filling things. It's like, no, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's about seeing, too. Dude, that's amazing. That's the cool, that is the coolest story. Yeah. Uh, so from that point, what was the, we have like 10 minutes left of the show. What, from that point, what was the next thing that happened from there? Because um, obviously you're in a band now, Islander, yeah. uh, lead singer. What was the process of getting to where you're at now? Well, the next thing that happened was I, I started reading the scripture. Now that I was, now that my eyes were open, I was actually the Holy Spirit was showing me things in the scripture mm-hmm. because beforehand I I was blind in reading it and I couldn't. I don't know how to explain it. The to bo- it's easy. The book it's, is a spiritual book. Yeah, and if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you. It's like just like with like Harry Potter or anything. If you if you th- those are th- that's a book of like witchcrafts of spells, right? And it's a spiritual book. So if you're not a Christian, you have the you have the the, the spirit that rules this world, which is Satan. Mm-hmm. And you have these books, and that's how it operates. In the same way, you need the Holy Spirit in you, the right. Spirit in you for the Spirit God's book to come alive. Yeah. So that's what happens. Is all of a sudden you have the Holy Spirit on. Now the book's like bam, it's alive. Yeah, it is alive. And now, now you're reading it and. There, are, there was a local band back home that used to have a lyric that said, I thought I'd learn to read, but the words on these pages make no sense to me. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was when I read the Bible yeah. before, I knew, before I knew Jesus. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I got in a band. Um, I, I was in a few bands after but there, that. But there was, there was a process, though, of the transformation. It's like yeah. and then things don't just change overnight. No, or, like, yeah, overnight you're like, whoa. There's yeah. something that happened. You know that you know that it's real. Yeah. But then there's like a, a pro. There's it's an ongoing process. We're it's still in the process. A lot of it was in. A, yeah, I'm still in the process. Yeah. It, um, I will be until I die. Yes. But it was the kind of thing where I started asking a lot of questions. So I would go to Bible study and I would ask my pastor a lot of questions about what things meant. There were there's a lot of moments. There's still a lot of moments where. I'll read certain things in the Bible, and I get angry with God, and I'm like, oh, it'd be so much easier if it was this other way. But yeah. then I'm like, oh, I know I'm wrong, and I know you're right. Yeah. I know, I, I'm human, and I'm looking at things through my human mind. Right. And yeah, so he, he's constantly revealing to me that I've had the wrong definition of what's good mm-hmm. my whole life, and he's telling me what the real definition of his right so, rightness is. So when you read the scriptures, God has these... Uh, these these uh, commandments or these these this way of life should you say mm-hmm. these are like boundaries for, yeah. for mankind for human mankind so we can live a healthy life like when you literally like look at mm-hmm. like what he wrote all this stuff does is it it produces a healthy life yeah like if you literally obey like what the kind of uh, lifestyle he's trying to show us yeah through obedience through Christ of what he's done on the cross and the life that he has for us, 
all you get is an amazing, healthy life yeah. of like real life. He, he, he literally says no to things because he's saying yes to something better. Yeah. And that's what it took me a long time to figure out. I was, I was like, okay, like why is this not okay? And why can't these people just be happy living this way or yeah. whatever? And it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not here to be made happy. I'm here to be made holy. I'm here to be set apart yeah. and to be made more like mm-hmm. his son. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so I, I ended up jumping in a band. Um, there was like a local band that we we were not called Islander at the time, and it ended up being the band that became Islander, same members and yeah. stuff. But um, yeah, we started playing shows for fun, and I wanted an outlet to be able to, you know, just share my beliefs, but not in a way like it's kind of like this. Like I always tell people, when you eat spaghetti. You don't go to a restaurant and say, I want Christian spaghetti, and that's the only kind of restaurant I eat at. Mm. And you don't ever go to a restaurant and say, well, this is non-Christian spaghetti. <laughs> you just want good spaghetti. <laughs> so Islanders Islanders like that. We're like, yo, like not everybody in the band believes. Um, we're just a restaurant, uh-huh. and some of the chefs in the kitchen do happen to believe, uh-huh. and we're trying to make the best spaghetti possible. Uh-huh. Now – when I come out to the table and you're, I ask, you're, you're the voice, yeah, and you're the singer, and you're writing out everything, yeah. So pe- people see the lyrics and stuff, and they they they'll associate that with the whole band or whatever. And yeah. it's like, no, nah, dude, like it's just my worldview, and God's changed my life, and yeah. I, I don't have anything else. I don't have another viewpoint, yeah, to to sing about now because this is my viewpoint. I mean, I had a view a different viewpoint before, but yeah, yeah. but um, no, that's amazing. Yeah, so like just. Being on the road and and being around the other bands and praying for them and being there for them and listening to them and not saying, "Hey, you guys bust up in their green room. You guys are <laughs> sitting in here." Like, like it's it's none of that. It's, well, well, you know, when people look at your life, it's um in these environments where you're at, the only time they'll ever see uh the be able to open the Bible. Mm-hmm. Say they'll never open the Bible, so the only illustration they'll see of the Bible or example is your life, right? And you know, we obviously you're good friends with Sonny as well, and yeah. myself. And you know what I've seen you guys do is you're just w- w- living the life, dude. We're as just, a witness, we're just out there eating pizza with people, you're kicking just, it. You're, li- you're living it, and then opportunity opens up because yeah. when when I mean I've been backstage. I've I've been walking through music festivals like I was at the. What's that one uh, sound shock or what the Santa? It's up in um, aftershock. Aftershock up in um, up in Sacramento. North. Yeah, yeah. I was walking backstage there, and and someone walk. I was wearing a whosoever shirt, and this guy comes up, and he's like, "Do you know the whosoever's?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, I'm kind of part of it." And dude, he just unloads. Hey, man, I've been struggling with drugs and alcohol. And he's like, you know, crying, yeah. and I'm like, bro, you. Can I pray with you? Do you want to receive Jesus? Yes, right there backstage. Yeah, I didn't do anything. I just showed up. No, we we don't do anything. We don't do it. That's what I'm saying. You're just there. Yeah, I'm just there. And then opportunity just arises, and yeah, because when that's just what God does, and yeah. and they're not going to come up to you unless you're just living your life. Yeah. I've seen a lot of Christians that can go up and say well, I, stuff to people, but their life sucks. <laughs> I, I remember Philly from Corn used to always tell me when we were on tour with him, he's like, dude, just be available. He's just like, be just available. be available. Exactly. Just be here. Just just be eating lunch with somebody. Just be available to be there and hang out and listen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I do. I try to just listen to people and hear their stories and yeah. and be like, wow, like I want to hear what's hurting you just so I can be your friend. And and, yeah. and they see that. Yeah. And it's like a genuine. lot of... You have to be genuine. Yeah. And a lot of people... 
they they don't know what it is that they're attracted to. They don't know it's Jesus coming off of me like incense. Yeah. They just they just know there's something different, and then they're yeah. like, "Hey, what's what's, so what's different? your deal? What's yeah. Your deal? Yeah. What are you smoking? Like yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's so true. Yeah. So uh, and now you're you're married. You got married after that. Yeah. So me and my wife, we the the school awakening. Um, it's in the new, um, uh, loud crazy love movie yeah. that's on Showtime with with Head from Corn and Janaea, his daughter. Um, the so school. That's like a father daughter movie about yeah. the re- reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And um, they have a school. Yep. And so it's, it's called Awakening Youth. And my wife got a job there. And that's where we live. We live on campus um, in like a separate apartment. And she's the dean of students there. And she's just a mentor to all these girls. She She's helping them get through college and high school. And they actually have a boys program there now, too, in a separate house on a different property. I know that. And I've been helping some with the boys program. So I've been spending time and just being a... Uh, ear really for yeah. these for these young guys and um just taking them out and the other day i took one of the kids out and uh i say kids but they're like older teenagers yeah. and um i i bought him a a foot massage mm-hmm. and uh some chinese food and i just said dude just tell me tell me your story i want i want to hear what's going on with you and just they've never they've never had somebody just to kick it with like yeah. that and it's like Everybody needs it. I need that. Yep. And I just love kicking it with people. So They call that discipleship in the Bible. Yeah. Just rubbing elbows, hanging out. Just kicking it, sharpening mm-hmm. each other. Yeah, sharpening, yep. And, um, yeah, so I've just been trying to help someone with that while I'm off tour mm-hmm. and uh, just writing songs, writing songs and, and loving people, man. That's, That's what dope. I've been doing. All right. Well, where do people find you? Plug your plug your um, socials and your. I'm I'm on Mikey Carvajal. That's my name on Instagram, and again, uh, Islanders just on every single thing you can think of. We haven't got a TikTok yet. We're gonna get one. I want to dance for you guys and be goofy. You get know. it? You know. And go download all the albums. And they're they're yeah. gonna when do you, when do you guys think you're gonna be coming to LA again or anywhere close? Um, I mean this this radio show is now it's on 111 stations across LA to New York City. So. Dude. All across the United States, yeah. So um, you guys tour all over the world. So, dude, yeah, we're. I don't know when we're coming to LA again, but I can guarantee it'll be sooner rather than later. It's one of our favorite places to be. I love Disneyland in Anaheim. I love. Dude, you're a local there. I see you. But you actually oh, went man. to the new park, right, where they have the Millennium Falcon yeah. and all that. Is it next level? It's incredible. Um, our manager took us out there, and we had the best time. We flew the Millennium Falcon. And we drank the blue milk at the Star Wars land. Chewbacca, what? Chewbacca walked by me and was like, and all no. this. like it was it was amazing. I love Disneyland. Is it it's super packed though, huh? That- Coronavirus Central, yeah. Totally. Oh my gosh, no. everyone's a mask. <laughs> I'm no. What? You, you gotta get you gotta get one of those Mickey Mouse character helmets. He Mickey Mouse is covered. You know? yeah, that's right. He's like, I'm good. That's right. <laughs> that's the new level, just going with one of those masks. It's so funny going back to the coronavirus. I saw this mask. My, my wife's like, "We need to get this," and it's it's like a hat, and it has a full on shield. Like you're basically your whole head is just oh like locked in this thing. Dang, Next this thing. <laughs> my South Carolina accent's rubbing <laughs> off on Ryan. <laughs> it's locked in this thing. It's locked in this thing. <laughs> All right. Well, check out Mikey. Uh, if you want to find him, go to Islander on Instagram, and they follow the three band members. Yep. And you can find them directly right there. Get on iTunes, download their music. 
um, get on their website, buy their merch, find their tours, and find them and go party. And you actually hang out after. If you want to go talk to Mikey after Dude. the shows. See, that's what I love about you guys. Yeah. You and uh, your, your brother's out there, too, at the merch booth. But um, you're out there with the people. You're talking. You're hanging out, um, having cool conversations. Yeah. So get there. Find them. Give them a high five. Take a photo. Absolutely. Have cool, and have them pray for you. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese. A powerful prayer life does not require hiking a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of our busy lives to help, guide, and speak to us through prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical teaching and encouragement on how you can make prayer a natural and consistent part of your everyday life. I promise it won't require hiking a mountain, but you just might develop the faith to move one. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.